Father, we love you and we thank you for this opportunity to come before your presence, Lord. Thank you so much, Father, for your mercy, uh, for the opportunity, the open door that we have to obey you in everything that you set before us to do. And we are going to listen now. We're going to hear what you have to say to us. Thank you, Lord, for our time of prayer at the end of this teaching so that we may put into operation, use our faith for what we are hearing today. We put into operation what we are hearing uh, by the faith of the Son of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So we're still talking about spoiling the strong man and we were focusing on the spirit of Pharaoh and how that uh, spirit never leaves the earth. Uh, you, you have to understand that about these principalities and powers. They are fixed entities. Uh, what we do as um, believers is we possess what they are possessing. Uh, as long as you have authority, use your authority. Don't ever sit back and just watch stuff happen. Amen. Allow the Lord to use you. The word of God is in your mouth and in your heart. And when you see things going on, understand that they are not for you. We have a kingdom that we have been delivered from the power of Pharaoh. It says here in Exodus chapter 6 and verse 7, he says, uh, thank you, Lord. In verse 5, and, and, and this is true for us. Anytime there is oppression, anytime the enemy is threatening, if he's capturing your neighbors, he's threatening you. Amen. Anything that he's doing. And see, this is something where Christians have to learn where to engage, how to engage, and how not to like bury your head in the sand uh, like they accused the church in Germany, Nazi Germany of doing. Remember, when they came for this group, they heard the they would they would blare their sirens when they were going to arrest people. This was all a move of intimidation by the Nazi government. When they were, uh, somebody was under suspicion, they, they, everybody was, was being tried for treason. They were being tried for undermining the government, for overthrowing the government, for being a threat to our democracy. Uh, you hear that said about parents who go to teacher meetings, parent-teacher meetings where you're supposed to be there. You have children in that school, you have a right to be there. Now some of them, because they protest against the pornography that's in the libraries and the schools and this indoctrination where they're telling white kids that they're no good and, and, and black kids that they're better, this, this, uh, critical race theory, that's, that's a Nazi teaching. Now that goes back that far. And people aren't, we aren't that old that we don't remember some of these things. And if you don't remember, God's holding you account accountable for reading your Google, for Googling stuff. So you can get true. You can get facts. Amen. And so once you start understanding these facts, you'll realize, hey, wait a minute. We've seen this before. This is not new. This is a strategy that, and this is the beauty of God's limitations on the kingdom of darkness, that God makes it so that it's obvious to people who pay attention to the spiritual aspect of things. He makes it so that we wake up and we realize this thing is not our friend. This thing is our enemy. 
And this thing has come to claim us just like it did people so many years ago. It's been over 70, 75 years ago, but it's still uh, something that people can recall. And people, uh, you know, the Jewish uh, community says, uh, don't forget, we won't forget, you know, never forget, that kind of thing. But people forget. They forget so easily. They just begin to absorb these doctrines as as the, their own. Be- Why? Because they're being touted by certain people that they think won't lie to them. And but the devil always lies. So this isn't a people, flesh and blood thing. This is a spiritual force behind the human being that's speaking these things. And once this thing has a certain familiarity to it, you know if it's good or evil. You know if it's friend or foe. So here in Exodus chapter 6, I think it is, in verse 5, uh, God talks about having a covenant with his people. That's true now. It's, he says a covenant with us, his people. He says in verse 5, And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel from the Egyptians, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. This society is in bondage to this spirit. It has to pay homage or homage, as they say in French, but, you know, to this spirit. It has to worship this thing. He says, Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord God, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you for to me a people, and I will be to you a God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which brings you out from under the burdens of Pharaoh. Amen. So God, we are free. You don't have to give in to this spirit. You can, can, can pray to God, chart your own path, allow God to, to pave the way for you so that you can be free of all of Pharaoh's powers. You don't have to bow to him. Amen. You can, can appeal to God. God, I don't want my family split up. I don't want my children over here and me over there and us having to work two jobs and two paychecks. Everybody's got four jobs. Amen. Tree job, you lazy ting. You, you, you only got three job, you get four job, man. You lazy ting. Amen. <laughs> So we don't live like that. We live the way God says we're supposed to live. Amen. And God is our provider. You've got to to really know that. You can't just slip over into it looks easy and it looks uh like it'll work for you. And that's the way the enemy appeals to everybody and everything. Just the, the glance of it, the appearance of it. And one of the things, and when it talks about us coming out from under the burden and the pressure, we're talking about the peer pressure that gets put on people. You know, if, if a woman is in a community and, and most of the women are working outside of the home and she's at home taking care of her children, then there's pressure on her mentally to go and do what everybody else is doing. This is how societies are built. They're built on peer pressure. They're built on looking at what somebody else is doing. And, and media makes it hard to resist because they'll lift up certain ideas in a prominent fashion and put them in a, a, a pleasing light 
so that uh, people will will uh, prefer that rather than something that makes them look unusual. I always tell people the Duggars were a sign and a witness of God's ability to to take you out from under Pharaoh's power. God had those people on TV as a sign and a witness to the world because they were so different. But they held their heads up and they didn't, they weren't ashamed that they were different. They kept being different. They didn't want to be like the world and they let you know why. They felt that God had a different plan for them. But you're going to have to put up with people and look at how the enemy tore them down persecuted them left and right at first everybody was always they were so accepting and loved them and then when the devil moved in for the kill everybody turned against that family do you understand what i'm saying and so this is because the persecution eventually will wear people down or get to the place where it's hard for them to overcome it amen all the devil needed was one evil report coming out of that household, and he took it and blew it up to where it got to be bigger than all the years that they had been on television, amen, exalting the Lord. And so we got to understand that there are certain people that are targeted for destruction because of, of what God has called them to do. Everybody that you hear is a bad person ain't a bad person. You gotta look at the fruit. You gotta pray. You gotta examine. Why? Because there's so much information out there now. Mass media has caused more confusion than they have caused people just getting information that is useful to them. Now you gotta really discern what's good and what's evil. What, what is God and what's not God? What's for you and what's not for you? And so when you understand this and you understand what, what the enemy is doing, then you'll understand how to take your stand and not waver. If you are not gonna bow to Pharaoh's demands, don't bow. Don't ever bow. Because that's what happens with people. They compromise and they bow. It looks like it's overwhelming to them. Oh, it's never going to happen. God's, I don't know if God's going to ever come through with this. Yay, well, if you quit doubting. Amen. If you just stand and take your stand, the, the first day you prayed for something, your stand should be as firm as it is on the last day you pray for it. Amen. When it comes in, you should still be standing. And there are many situations that will come and go in between, but you can still stand. Amen. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. Like Jesus told uh, Martha, he said, I told you, if you believed, you would see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. And so this is what we want. We want God's deliverance for us. And I'm telling you, you don't have to live like the world lives. You don't have to bow to everything that that they're doing. You know, many times it'll be, you'll be the one person that's still standing. You'll be totally outnumbered. Amen. And and it's like, you know, people who stood, say for instance, people who stood when uh, they felt that God told them not to take the shot and that they he would keep them well and they refused it and the job threatened them and then eventually fired them well what what the enemy did was he made as many people go down the highway the broad way as he could and the people who said no were on a very narrow road but you could still get to god you got me? Nobody's on that road but you and Jesus, but they stood. And so I'm understanding now 
that some of the people who got fired are in line to get millions of dollars. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, God won't be mocked. Are you kidding me? If he got to make his kids filthy, dirty, nasty, wealthy, just to prove to the devil that he can't steal from his children, he'll do what he what he's doing. There are class action lawsuits, and guess what? There's maybe a dozen people on the suit. Which means when the settlement comes, well, well, it's only 12 of us, and we got $10 billion here. Hmm, wonder what we should... Huh? And because that's really not income, guess what? Uncle Sam can't touch none of it. Got me? Now, he'll probably make up some kind of fake rule to be able to change that, you know, or change it real soon. But pretty much, they're not considered income. You only pay taxes on income. But they'll say, you know, a windfall to wealth tax or, you know, something like that. But but it, for real, it's it's your money. And it came as a a promise from God. If he told you he's going to take care of you and Caesar wound up stealing your job from you, you're going to get that money back and then some. You got me? You'll get that money back and then some. And so when we understand who it is we serve, whose we are, and who we serve, standing becomes very much easier. You don't have to go down the the lazy river with all the jellyfish, amen, all the dead fish in the pool, you take your stand. You use some backbone. You stand against some stuff. You take some persecution. People will make fun of you. You know, I know people that went to work every day and refused to take. I don't know why you don't take it. You think you're better than everybody. You know, all this kind of stuff. And you know, people at the job throwing jabs at them, so forth and so on. Amen. And so when God tells you to do something, he'll back you up. I'm not going to leave you stranded out there. And so he he's told the children of Israel, he says, uh, uh, I'm going to be there for you. I'm taking the burdens of Pharaoh off of you. So we are not to be burdened by this world system at all. It is not for us. If we have to be the lone person standing, that's that's what we do. You're going to stand and stand on what God has given you and having done all to stand. I told Pastor Shirley one day, I said, I said, you know what? I said, there's there's been a bounty out on me and you and people in our age group. And she was laughing. She said, yeah, she said, because they wanted to get us up in a nursing home, shooting us up and all of some crazy stuff. She said, and you just refuse it. But I don't have Rona. She don't have me. She can't get me. And I'm serious about that. Amen. So you got to start standing on. Think about what you're saying out of your mouth. Do you really believe that? If you don't believe it, get to where you believe it. You can. Amen. And stand on that. God will come for you. He's not going to leave you high and dry. Are you kidding me? I told her, I said, it was a good thing we wasn't in New York State or something. They had people in nursing homes and all of the crazy stuff with crazy people. Some poor elderly man was in his 80s. They put a, a, a bipolar young man in the room with him and he beat him up. All of this during the pandemic. 
y'all better start reading something other than what you read. I don't know what you read, but, you know, get you some facts somewhere. You know, you got to go through now and do research and find two or three witnesses to make sure what you're reading is true. Do you understand what I'm saying? But this is what what was planned uh, all along, been planned for a long time. The the reason it's such a mess, it turned out to be a, such a mess, it was so botched, is because they had to accelerate their time with it. They only had so much time to get it done. You got me? These are the globalist people who want to take over this world and enslave everybody. Pharaoh. We didn't seen him before. He can call himself a one world government. He can call himself global. He can call whatever he wants to call himself. Countries without borders. That's another thing. Amen. It's all to enslave humanity and to control us. With people like, uh, what's that man's name? We're rich guy. Nerdy looking guy. Yeah, Gates. He think he's smart. I mean, I see a pandemic coming and you don't see nothing. Them horn rim glasses. You better get some bigger glasses than that. Cause what I see coming is God's vindicating his people and the justice of God coming on the devil. Oh, your boss, the devil. Amen. So let's, let's, don't get it twisted, folks. Don't get all in the knot about what you see going on on television. Most of that is fake anyway. Amen. It's all contrived to mess your head up and keep you confused. But God's word abides forever and Jesus is Lord of all and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Amen. Glorifying God the Father. Amen. God the Father will get glory in this earth, period. Amen. So God sends Moses to talk to Pharaoh and command him to let his people go. This is God's mercy. Amen. If if Pharaoh had complied, let those people go, Egypt would have had a very different history than what they did. But he forced God's hand and he would not comply and let the people go. What Pharaoh did was was consistent with what that spirit does in this day and age. And so you'll see uh, the, one of his first strategies, and in, in we saw this come about during the 70s, the early and mid-1970s, where we saw laws being changed to allow people to work on Sundays. Now, what does that mean? Well, that looks to me like Exodus chapter 5, <laughs> amen, that we, we've just been talking about, amen. He says, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters to tell the people to not, uh, that they had to go and find straw, gather straw themselves before it was gathered for them, so that, and it made their work easier. Pharaoh then decides to make their work hard. So when he has you working six days a week and seven days a week, and you still have the same standard of living, he's taking something away from you. He's not adding to it. And this is the deception. Uh, I call it Pharaoh's magic because he is a sorcerer and he is a magician. And he it's easy for him to do the abracadabra Amen. Like, oh, 
I'm going to let me show you what I got for you. I'm going to let your wife go to work now, get you in a daycare center, get you a babysitter, and then you can have two paychecks and look what, look at all the money you can have. And most people who live like that will tell you they were still struggling. See, that's part of his deception. It's part of his abracadabra. Amen. People think, oh, what, oh gosh, I could go to work. I could put in 40 hours. You can put in 40 hours. We have double our money. Yeah, but you got to pay babysitters. You got and if you're making money, them daycares ain't free. They free to some people, but they ain't free to you if you punching a clock. Amen. And then you got to leave them with strangers, people you don't know. Then everybody starts looking around. I think I think your mom's at home. She ain't working these days. Let me let me find Granny. Put her to work. Amen. Put in some time taking care of the kids. You got me. So everybody, guess what? Everybody's working hard. Just for that little bit of fake two paycheck. Everybody's working hard for that. There's no easy road with this dude. Amen? So Pharaoh is not making it easier for you. He's making it harder. This is the illusion of his magic. Where he will wave something in front of you and it looks like, boy, I could... I could do this. It's going to be put me on easy street. Anything that promises easy street is nothing but a lie. It's a trap. Amen. God don't promise us easy street and we saved. We're holy people. Our sins are forgiven. And we still don't get easy street. So anybody that promises that to you is lying to you. There's a, there's a trap there and there's a trick there. And so this is something that, that got to be very, very popular back in the 1970s with the women's movement. Women wanted to, my body, my choice, my everything was me, 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 me. And so it, it lured the woman outside of the household and then the, the poor little Christian girl that wanted to stay home because she loved her babies and just couldn't part with them. You, you know them old feelings women used to have when they had kids and she didn't want to, she wouldn't dare trust them to say, Oh, I can't give my baby to somebody else. Oh, I can take care of my own. You got me? Then it got to be fashionable to put them in daycare. Then look what's happened now. You give 30 years of that and examine the fruit. Tree is known by its fruit, folks. You you don't see fruit back when it's a fun thing and everybody's doing it. But you give it a good generation or two like we have now. And then you see the fruit. You see the LGBTQ community is welcome in schools. Indoctrinate and groom your children right in front of you. The devil's bold. And he, he tells you, you better let me have your kids. If you don't, I'm going to call you a name. Huh? Oh, it's the accuser of the brethren. That's as old as is the garden. But yet people fall victim to it. Oh, well, I, no, that's not me. I'm a loving person. I'm a kind person. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to call me devil. I don't have to answer to it. You can call me all the names you want to. Amen. Do do your thing, huh? We had a a answer for that when you was a kid. Remember sticks and stones, but names will never hurt me. See, you had the antidote for the for the accuser of the brethren when you was a kid. 
your mother tell you, girl, don't be listening to crazy people. Them, them, them kids don't even halfway go to school. You listening to that stuff. Go and get on back out there. You know, that kind of thing. And so Pharaoh does every, he's a master of intimidation. He's a master of group think and group ideas. If the group doesn't approve of it, you are not allowed to think it, say it, or believe it. And if you don't think that's true, you go turn on any news, news information. You know, I'm talking about major news people, those people. They're, they're, they're into the indoctrination thing. Because they, oh, that's hate speech. Oh, you, you, your church tells gay people they don't have to be gay? That's hate speech. Got me? And so they label everything. And if you're crazy enough to bow to their labels and fear of them labeling you, they label Jesus. They gonna label us. We just have been living in a realm where we didn't have to listen to it. It wasn't as loud as it is now. See, it's been broadcast very loudly now. And so we're now we're seeing what the enemy has been using as a weapon against us in a very subtle way. It's very covert. Now, why is it so so obvious now what the enemy's doing? Because God is, is shedding light on it. God is exposing this. Because the devil likes to work in darkness. He likes to keep you in fear of what he might say about you so you can obey him. Amen. When he sees somebody disobeying, he'll, he'll destroy. Look at the people that, that get sued every day because they, they were in, uh, 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 President Trump's, uh, cabinet. Those people lose their law license, all this kind of stuff. They are being attacked for what? Their speech. Because they they tell people, this is your country. This country don't belong to the politicians. It belongs to you. God gave us this country. Just like he gave Israel their country, he gives everybody who has a country their country to run the way they want to. We have a constitution that says, we the people hire you, the Congress, or you, the whatever. We're your boss, not the not the reverse. And so you'll find where the enemy gets in there and starts getting more and more power in very subtle ways. He's got more and more people dependent upon government. Uh, you know, nobody wants government to get smaller. They always want it to get bigger. They say once the, the, the cow is out of the stall, it's hard to go find it and corral it back in. That's the way it is with our tax money. We, we keep, it keeps increasing. Every now and then you'll find somebody will come along and say, we're cutting taxes. Your money is better in your pocket. You spend it the way you want to. That's every now and then. It ain't all the time. Because they know money is power. The more of it they can have of our money, the more they can do with it what they want. Amen? I don't know if any of you voted for, for them to open up our borders and let 12 million people in here illegally. Who voted for that? They're doing it anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tell them, listen to us. Now you can call that political if you want to. You can call it what, but it's the truth. It's, and this is Pharaoh. This is how he operates. He wants power so he can control people. Whenever people start seeing wealth and they start seeing people content, they say, well, let's start 
grabbing a little more power back. Keep them busy working. You know, we'll start making it okay. You know, oh, equal pay for, you know, equal job, equal pay. You know, when has that been true? You have to fight and claw for every penny you get. I don't care who you're working for. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's an illusion. And so in, in what we've done is we push qualified people out of jobs and put people who want qualified in them. And that's why we have the confusion we have with incompetent people everywhere. And they're holding on to jobs. Why? Because once they get a, 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 a what are they, classification from the government, you just stay in the system. You don't get fired. You just keep moving up. Amen. Just keep getting paid. And so this is how people get power. They'll tell you, you better vote for us or you're going to lose your job. You know, I don't know if you put somebody else in office, you can get paid like you're getting paid now. And so this is the extortion that Pharaoh puts out there. Amen. These are spiritual forces that keep people under control and keep you putting them back in office. Oh, you better put me in because you put them people in there. They don't like you. They don't like people your color. They, you'll never get a, you better vote for me because them people, they hate you. Them racist people. You know, that's Pharaoh. He keeps a lot of confusion, finger pointing. You can't do it. If you don't stay here where I am, you don't get nothing. Amen. And this is what he told Moses when Moses told him, no, we're going to go and we're taking our families and our children with us. And Pharaoh said, oh, no, don't get out. You you get out there and, and it's going to be rough on you without me. That's what he's telling them. And see, the reason when Israel got over into uh into the desert or into the, the wilderness area where they were walking through to get to the promised land, they were so negative on everything. Why? They had been programmed by Pharaoh to, to distrust anything that wasn't him. They said, God, did God bring us in here to die? We're starved to death, whatever to death. They didn't know how to trust God. So they had to be taught to trust God, just like we do. We have to be taught to, to read our Bibles and scrutinize them and look at current events in the world. Amen. Not politically, but spiritually. These are spiritual truths, folks. Politicians get spiritual when they feel like it. <laughs> to get votes from spiritual people, I guess. You understand? They they wear all kinds of faces just to confuse you. But I'm talking spiritual truth here. And when you start taking authority over these demons, you see them start to react and you know it's a spiritual problem. Amen. That's the only evidence you ever have that it's a real spirit is when you start to wield authority over it and see what the reaction is that you get. Amen. Other than that, it's just something to say. You understand me? It's just something to talk about. But when you start exercising authority and you start claiming back what what belongs to God for his glory, that's when you start to see that reaction that you get is what you can get as evidence to know that you've hit pay dirt, that this is a real demon spirit that is holding people in bondage. So, so when Pharaoh gets involved, he wants to keep everybody under his control. Uh, Egypt was the 
the place where it was, there was much, um, progress, technology, all of those things. You could say it's similar to our country in many ways. Because our country, we have a lot of technology, progress, people can work, uh, earn a living, earn a good living. There's a lot of freedom to invent things, and who wouldn't want to control this country if they could get control over it? And so what we've done throughout the years is, is we've, we've taken control back from people when we start seeing it get too strong on people. Uh, what, what I remember very clearly when, uh, George, the second George Bush was president after 9-11, he he asked Congress to pass what they call the Patriot Act. And at that time, everybody was, they were on one accord. Both of the parties were getting along together and, you know, wanting to work to protect the, this nation and all of that. And and he he got this act passed, and there was maybe like a couple of senators or some older gentlemen that, that were against it. And they said, they said, for this reason, they said, we are on a slippery slope. And the minute we start giving government permission to survey citizens without a warrant or a court order, we're in trouble. And look at what we've come to now. Do you understand what I'm saying? So they do it on their own. Nobody's telling them not to. So they started setting up surveillance on all kinds of citizens. Uh, in this country. Amen. They had fought it off for a long time because there was evidence, you know, some of these people's, <laughs> this poor, uh, uh, the Kennedy guy that's running for president, you know, the, but he's been studying this stuff ever since he's been in this world because he had two people in his family that were assassinated, you know, his dad and his uncle. And he's, this is his legacy to find these things out. And and he is convinced that it was a government uh, plot. They killed both of them. And he said in many of the um, uh, files that he's had access to, you know, you can sue to get permission to read some of these files. They don't have to show you the whole thing. They can redact or erase out what they don't want you to see. But he said, I, I have no no conclusion to come to but that the CIA at least killed my, my uncle. He said, and I believe my father. He said, there are letters where the FBI told Dr. Martin Luther King to commit suicide. And if he didn't, they would have him assassinated. Put that in your little pipe and smoke it. Do you understand what I'm saying? All I'm saying is wake up. Wake up. Be prayerful. Not political. Be prayerful. Understand what discernment is for. That you can understand these things and how easy it is with these political forces that are in the atmosphere, controlling cities, controlling territories, controlling everything. It's very easy for them to cross the line and start controlling people just for the sake of having control. And, and most people, you know, they live for their cell phone. As long as you got a cell phone, you can entertain yourself on that phone. You don't care what, do you understand what I'm saying? That's the average person. They care less. 
they consider people like myself conspiracy theorists. But I happen to have a Bible that validates everything. All my conspiracies get validated by the word of God. And we have been praying against Pharaoh as long as this ministry has been here. We're going to continue to hammer his head because now he's exposing himself. Amen. He has no choice but to expose who he is and what he's doing. And I'm sure that every time Moses confronted Pharaoh, he exposed what was really in his heart. See, he could have pretended to be for the nation of Israel because he let them live. But little by little, he was taking power from them, taking rights and privileges away from them. Until pretty soon, they knew they were in bondage and they were not allowed, they would not be allowed to leave that country. See, they, they never, they never should have. See, and it took 400 some odd years before to get to that point. In, with Israel and Egypt. Uh, from the time Joseph was there to the time of Moses, it was 430 years exactly, the Bible says, to the day that they walked out of Egypt. And that was prophesied, amen, by, um, uh, wasn't, it was prophesied to Joseph, but by uh, Jacob, his dad, Israel, his father. He prophesied over all of his descendants. And he told them that, that they would be there for that long. And after they started to be ill-treated for so many generations, they knew it was time to go. And God said it was time to go. And he promised that he would let them out of there. Why? God doesn't leave any of his people in bondage anywhere. He wants to free us all up. In fact, we are free. Who the Son said free is free indeed. If you belong to Jesus, you're free to obey God, not go do what you want to do. You're free to obey God. Amen. And this is what, what Moses was telling Pharaoh that he wanted for his people. So God first gives Pharaoh the option to let them go voluntarily. And then God decides when Pharaoh gets so hard and he doesn't want to do it that way, God decides to pull them out himself. Amen. And so Pharaoh begins to deal with Moses, and and he keeps getting harder and harder. Don't want to let them go. Pharaoh, we said, is a compromiser. He will tell you he's going to do things that never get done. Amen. I can remember years ago, uh, Congress, our Congress, passed the the bill to build a wall on our southern border. That's been over thirty five years ago. Money was set aside. Nobody ever did it. Why? Because that, that was a bargaining chip for them. Every every election cycle, they can say, oh, we're for building the wall. We're going to get this wall. Yeah, we're going to stop all this illegal stuff. Mm-mm. So that's Pharaoh. they tell you he's going to do something, even go through the motion. Look at me. I, we got a bill here. Listen to Give you another excuse. And see, people have bought excuses for a long time, except there's a change now in the spiritual atmosphere where people are not buying political excuses anymore. Do you understand what, what I'm saying? The number of people who are independent has grown. Why? They don't want to tell you they're on your side or their side. They said, deal with me. Amen. At least in, 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 um, in theory. Amen. And so this is something that that's a move, I believe, of God to free people up from tyrannical power, pressure, uh, control, 
everything, everything negative that you see in, in this nation, you can attribute to Pharaoh and his, his system, his lies, and his false power. And so, and it's false power because God is all powerful. God wants people, his people to pray and his people to know how to pray and what they're praying. And so this is why we're here, to help people to know what to pray and how they're praying. And everything can be validated with the Word of God. This is not somebody's vision and making up some names of some devils for you to chase just for the sake of having something to chase. These are are, are real spiritual entities that have governed in the heavenlies for, for centuries. Amen? They're They're old. They're so skilled in what they do, it's easy for them to con people into believing them. Amen? And so this is why you got to be discerning, because they they con everybody. You know what I'm saying? But as, as you stand away from it, and you look, and you see how it measures up against the word, and you look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. You know, people are still talking about, oh, you know, women should be free to do this and free to, that's so old. We've seen through that, that block of cheese has got so many holes blown in it. Everybody can see that. We can see it didn't do anybody any good. What it's led to now is men wanting to be women because it looks like women are getting everything now. Never thought that would happen, did you? You didn't see people who were Touting this stuff 40 and 50 years ago, never saw that train coming. But it's here now. So a man who who was a, a loser as a swimmer can now go and get in the Women's Olympics because he says he identifies as a woman now, and they just let him do it. Another part of Pharaoh's magic, his deception, got them deceived, and they lie so well, they convince other people. Now, if you don't believe that's true, and that it's acceptable, all of y'all guilty, who watched the Kardashians? Everybody in here is guilty. Who don't know them people? You watched uh, Kris Jenner go from a man, a husband, and a father, to now he identifies as a woman. So there, Pharaoh's gotten free publicity for his sexual confusion got me and most people say well he's not doing anybody any harm he's doing god harm you mean anybody we ain't talking about anybody we're talking about god's rules what are you doing for god's truth rubbing his nose in it if you can just saying, God, I don't care about how you made me. I know who I am. Got me? Well, it's tight, but it's right. Y'all, you know, come on now. I know y'all know this, but you don't know how to relate it to what you see every day. I know because most Christians don't even raise an eyebrow when this stuff, you know, comes along. Where, where's their outrage? Where's our demand? that this not be accepted in schools and in government. You got people sitting in high places in government who are trans people. That so-called, is it a health person? 
that ugly thing. He was an ugly man and he an ugly woman. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, this. Now, he thinks he did something good for himself. Some people are so deranged. They're so, so lacking of human attention. They'll do anything to get it. So he couldn't get women to say he was nice looking as a man. So now I guess he said, I'll be a woman and see if I can get some. We're paying his salary. And he's not there to do a job for the government. He's there to do a job for the devil. He's there to get attention for the fact that he's a man looking ugly and calling himself a woman. And there's a bunch of them in there now. And and the devil is mocking normal people. He's mocking traditional family people. He's mocking. Amen? And so in 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 most people are sitting up there thinking, well, you know, whatever. It's, it's time time out for whatever, folks. That's a bad confession. I don't care when you say it. Amen. Stuff matters. It matters to God. God formed a male and female and he didn't make any mistakes. You know, being who God called you to be brings dignity to your life. Those people aren't dignified. They're mocked and laughed at. And they should be. Because they're not accepting reality. You go, people go along with that. Everybody enters into that delusion. It's all he wants is to spread it on people. And keep people afraid of truth. What's it gonna cost us to believe the Bible? Huh? Price is going up. It ain't getting no cheaper. See, back in the 70s and 80s when they had them revivals and outpours of the Spirit, it's kind of easy to stand up for Jesus. Now it's getting harder and harder. Now the devil's got a stronghold here. Got a good foothold. So Pharaoh does this thing with the, 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 uh, keeping the family in bondage to working all the time. Hard work, heavy labor for little pay. You know, they keep saying, oh, we're raising the minimum wage. No, you're not. You're not at all. You're just paying people what they're worth. You ain't raising nothing. But, you know, people keep going for it. So, what is Pharaoh doing in this day and age? So, we said about the heavy labor, the hard work. That's one of his characteristics. In the 1973 in Ohio, we repeal the Sunday blue laws, which means you have a seven-day work week. Pharaoh would love that. If he come back and see that, he said, boy, they finally listening to me. Amen? The pandemic was a control measure to put fear on people. And people who study these these um, global trends and stuff like that, feel that there this was a dry run for something else that's coming. And I agree with that because there's no stopping the devil, folks. So you got to, you know, some people, wow, that's over with. It's never over with. Don't sit up and breathe a sigh of relief. Amen. Stay on your watch. Stay on guard. Keep praying. Keep building up your spirit. Keep thanking God for discernment so that you can know what's going on. Amen. 
Pharaoh's uh, trusted officers, after a while, began to plead with him to let the people go. He said, don't you see this country is in ruins? Amen. Doesn't our government see that our country is in ruins with 12 million illegal people pouring over? And they, they've they lost all, they say the number of 50,000 is a modest number for the number of children they can't account for. They know they came in here. They have no idea where they are. They know where they are. See, the people that smuggled them in here know exactly where they are. Government doesn't know where they are. And people say, I don't believe the government would do it. Can you, can you look with your own eyes what's happening? One, one move, one stroke of a pen could shut that whole thing down. They won't do it. Won't do it. I said they won't do it. Could shut the whole thing down. Cartel people control that. They pay the cartel people to get passage in here. So it's now our government's working hand in hand with the illegals, with the drug people and the, all that stuff. Okay, put your head in the sand, look around and act like it's not. You, you can hear this. <laughs> Amen. So, separation of families is coming in a, a, a perverse way. Because now there are, in many states, there are laws that forbid if, if there are two parents and one of them wants to agree for their child to change their gender, they won't let the other parent contest to it. That, their, that parent is arrested and had, held in contempt of court, fined and or jailed because they don't agree with changing the gender of their own flesh and blood. Got me? Now why is, why is this so important to Pharaoh? So you can take the identity he wants you to have. He doesn't even want you to be who you are. See, when the devil gets started, he don't stop. He says, I'll tell you who you are. You got me? You're confused. You you think you're a man, but you're really a woman. You think you're a girl. You're, and see, you look on television, you see all these people that, you say, well, I guess that is something. That is a thing. God didn't know what he was doing when he made me. Anything to keep chaos, confusion, and keep families separated. Normal parents don't have a voice in many places. I was looking at, uh, there was a couple of movie stars that adopted children. Now these children are in trans things. I said, now, years ago, they were so thankful that, you know, they couldn't have children, thankful that they could be parents, not in a screw the kids up. See, the thing that, that God used to do in his mercy to complete a family, you know, there are a lot of Couples that couldn't have children on their own, they would adopt and everything. Now it's so twisted and perverted, it's, you know, people don't even want to get involved in it. Two men find a woman to carry a baby for them and they call themselves parents. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is Pharaoh's work, folks. This has his handprint all over it to separate 
to dominate over families. Pharaoh wants everybody to answer to him. In other words, I'll be your father. This is what they taught the, the children in the Nazi uh, camps, youth camps for children. Uh, in Nazi Germany, I think it was, this started in like the late, late 1930s. Um, they started, uh, as early as 13. The fir- first of all, they tracked all of the children from the day they were born. Got me? All this, uh, people now are talking about People all over the world having a social credit score and a, uh, a a social identity score, all that kind of stuff, where they, you know how it says, uh, allow, uh, so-and-so wants to track you across other, and you put allow because you want to agree with everything. You got me? Don't allow nobody track you nowhere. Amen. Because you don't have to to use a little stupid app, amen. So that's that was the, in 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 the German government tracked these children from the day they were born, and they would at age thirteen, the children were uh, uh, evaluated as to whether or not they were of uh, racially pure. You know that was Hitler's thing. Racism was his. They talked about the Nazis were the superior race, the Aryan people, and so they would trace your Ancestry.com. That was the first one. That ain't new. They've been doing that forever. Every time you get a questionnaire and says uh, gender, race, oh, somebody's tracking you. Unless they want to give you a lot of money in exchange for it, don't check. <laughs> Be anonymous. I'm somebody different every time I do a survey. Hmm? I don't want to track nobody. What's it? It's not your business. He says, uh, in the socialists, what they did, they started out calling themselves socialists. Sound familiar, folks? And then they graduated to Nazis. After they were found to be racially pure, they graduated to Nazis. The Nazi youth program, it really, it, there were 60% of children in Germany were a part of that Nazi program, Nazi youth program. Amen. And they were all investigated to make sure that they were racially pure and they were Aryan and then they were the Superior people. Be careful with people who are, they don't tell you, like in, in, in a lot of the propaganda we have here, they don't tell you so and so is superior, they tell you so and so is inferior to you. You got me? So instead of doing it, so it's so obvious, but they're still dividing people along racial lines. All the time. Amen? All the time. And so this thing never goes away. This is part of Pharaoh's deal. This is one of his tools that he uses to keep people divided, 
to keep them separated, to keep one better than the other one, to keep one apart from the other one. This is how he does things. Keeps confusion on people, whether it's gender confusion, whether it's it's confusion uh, about who people are. They began to change history in the history books. Um, the Actually, after Nazi Germany was over, a lot of this was picked up by the Russians. This philosophy, this ideology. And, and there was a time when Stalin was in power, he had all the history books in Russia rewritten. Got me? So people didn't know who they were, they don't know where they came. Just like you see all those, all those people that have been fighting over the years. When, when the, the, the Russians made the Soviet Union, they stopped all the fighting. But these people were fighting the after, all these Istan countries, there's about 12 of them. Those were all different groups and racially separated, and they fought all the time. So the Russians wanted to stop the fighting, so they put military presence in all of these countries and made the Soviet Union, made it illegal for them to come out from that country, come out of the border, to go anywhere. They just put people under control. When the Soviet Union fell, what guess what happened? Now we got all these people fighting in the Middle East again. Amen? And so this stuff never goes away, folks. This stuff is as old as dirt. And and you've got to understand how these spiritual forces operate in your time, in your country, among your people, how it moves in this culture, in this country, in this nation, in this city, wherever you are. You've got to understand how this thing operates. And so Pharaoh comes in and he wants to control his his aim is control. Nobody can do anything without him. He doesn't want anybody worshiping God. If he takes control, you must worship him. That's what he wants. Amen. Worship just means that he's, he takes over your life. And so he wants that. Don't, you know, don't doubt it. Don't doubt it for one minute. So in Exodus 5, we saw he put heavy labor on them so that they couldn't do what? Moses told them, we, we're going to go in the wilderness, three days journey, and do what? Worship God. The minute that spirit hears you want to worship God, he attacks. This is what's happened over the years. It's always happened with Christians. Every time we have a move of God, where God starts to heal people, he starts to teach people the words. Word, We've had a word explosion in this country for the last like 70 years. Where all we do is... is Teach faith, teach the word of God, all those things. That's been done freely. Amen? So the enemy's not going to let you take that anywhere. So you can go buy all the Bibles you want to, but I'm going to put some laws, some clamps on you. You you can't do none of it. But they can't stop you from praying. They can't stop you from worshiping God. And they can't stop you from petitioning God. Just like Moses, if, if Moses can bring him out of Egypt, Jesus is bringing us out. Out from its, under its influence and its power. See, we're free. It just, it, what Bible says, when you're free, don't get entangled with that yoke of bondage again. Don't think it's cute to be, uh, have, oh, that don't matter. I just go in the bathroom when I don't see nobody going in there and they let men and women come in the same bathroom. And don't let your kids go in there. You got me? 
So he wants total control. Heavy labor so that you don't have time for church. You don't have time to worship God. Amen. And he knows if he gets you by yourself, pretty soon he can take that away from you. You know, you worship God by yourself for a season. <laughs> pretty soon he's going to steal that from you. Trust me. First, your first order of business is don't back down. Say, no, I'm not working on Sunday. You know, I'm not doing that. I already gave this day to God. It's taken already. Devil, you can't have it. Amen? So the enemy is intimidated by large groups gathering on one accord in one place. And you can figure that one out for yourself. That's why Pharaoh didn't want Moses to take him out of there. Those people get on one accord in one place. Pretty soon they can gather up strength and go take him down. So that's what he's worried about is the opposition. Um, the separation of families. We talked about that. Perversion of God's purpose. Amen. In in some states it's legal for children to divorce their parents. That's been law for a, for a couple of decades now. Now parents that want that have a different view on their child's upbringing can can go in with an advantage in court already so you know if if you your your wife is telling your son that he's a girl you can't stop her and everybody can look at him and see a boy but she can perpetrate that lie and they handcuff you and you can't raise your voice against it Schools gain more control of children in the form of rights. Amen. Parental rights, non-parental rights, children's rights. They have a children's bill of rights. Where your child can be told any kind, you don't have to be informed of any kind of medical decisions your child is making. Change their gender, they don't have to tell you. You got me? You're the parent. They don't have to tell you anything. Amen? Abortion and birth control, they've been given out for decades now without parents' consent. Got me? That's been, that's been a law. They've been doing it already. Laws to make it illegal for parents to resist gender change. Amen? We just spoke about that. They're put in, in, uh, uh, um, kids are taken away from parents that want to fight a gender reassignment. Now we've got many, many children. Thank God for Congress people who at least will let the truth be spoken. Before, they never had these people come and tell you anything. That's why they've been doing it for over 40 years, and we're just now getting wind of it. I mean, the general public that will listen. A lot of people don't want to hear nothing. Amen. And it says, um, uh, they are, are now, they are, um, testifying before Congress as to how these decisions to change their quote unquote gender body reassignment were made for them. Their children. Somebody told them, that it was okay for them to take them into surgery and mutilate them. And now that there are so many side effects, negative effects from it, 
they can't keep it under wraps anymore. But see, the devil knew what he was doing all along. He knew he was messing these kids up forever. First, they start by giving them hormones to change. You'll see some of these women that were born women who are trying to fight through this now and get their true gender back. They still have deep voices like men because that testosterone has changed their voice range forever. You got me? So they don't even, they're in the middle of, of a big nothing, a big mess. Now who would do this and why would they do it? Follow the money. Follow the money. Huh? And we get all up in arms, you know, they show you the, those old movies about um, the people that get drugs tried on them without their permission. Uh, the Tuskegee, uh, I don't know if, was it a Tuskegee experiment? Yeah, and, and uh, the men were not treated for venereal disease. One group was treated, one group wasn't, was withheld treatment. And people are, oh my goodness, that's just so horrible. Look at what they're doing now. And see, and nobody's upset about this. People just yeah, shrug, go back to listen to your Walkman. That's old. <laughs> Sorry. Your smartphone making you stupider every day. You got me? Wake up, folks. I mean, at least if the watchmen are awake, the city has a chance to survive. Amen? But we got to wake up and face music. I found this with Christians. We like make-believe stuff. We don't like truth sometimes, but when truth is staring you in the face and we're supposed to have truth on the inward parts and be able to discern these things very easily. But you got to connect them with your Bible and at least with the prayer you pray once a week or twice a week. You understand what I'm saying? Read that prayer and read what's behind it and get understanding and all you're getting, get understanding and don't go down without a fight. Don't let them take your grandchildren and tell you they're something. They're they're not this, they're that. You got me? You know, one of my favorite uh, YouTube videos or somebody, Twitter, somebody this guy's on, I think he's a pastor, and he comes into the school board meeting and defines perversion. And he said, I see that in the in this library here, this, he's, and he shows the pornography. See, who's the pervert that put this in the school library? And all those people shrink in their seats. One man telling the truth. There was a superintendent of schools that found out that uh, uh, they had pornography in the library there. And he came into the school board meeting and told them, he said, now I understand this is in our libraries. He said, we don't have to discuss it any further. He said, I've talked to a lawyer. Anybody here that doesn't want to recant and confess what you know about this, you're fired. He said, the rest of you will be charged. He said, but all, no, he said, all of you are fired. He said, and if you don't come up with some evidence and say who's responsible, you're being charged. You got me? See, they still have laws forbidding you to present indecent things to children. And see, but nobody's willing to want to enforce them because, oh, this is just too bad. This is, oh, you want somebody else to do it. No, it's your job. It's your job. Amen. If it comes to your doorstep, you know what to do. 
you stand for God, you get on your face and pray, you call and get as many people you know that pray to pray with you, and you go in like Esther. If I perish, I perish. But this thing has got to be confronted because it's not going away if I don't do something about it. So why don't we pray? Father, we thank you for what you are doing to restore to us the joy of our salvation. We thank you for allowing us to be able to take authority over all the works of darkness. And Lord, we ask you to forgive our sins. Cleanse us. You said the prayers of the righteous avail much. And we thank you, Lord, that as we pray in your righteousness, Pharaoh must come down. He must let go of what he's holding. He must let it go. So we ask you, Lord, to raise up your people. We declare to you, Pharaoh, you let the people of God go so that they may worship and serve the Lord and not you. We break the power of you and your servants. We bind your powers of pride, compromise, false authority, witchcraft, false signs of wonders, oppression, bondage, man-killing, abortion, deceit, fear, idolatry, child abuse, domestic violence, drug abuse, and prostitution. We plague your land with pestilence and famine. We rain hail and fire on your spiritual wickedness. Our prayers are like boils in your flesh. We scatter your servants and strip you and your chariots of your wheels. We strip you of all of your strength. We refuse to serve you any longer by the arm of flesh. We will only serve the living God by the Spirit. We speak only woe to you and weeping and sorrow for your sin. We say that the Lord, He is God. He has already defeated you. He has taken the honor from you. And I thank you, Lord. You are strength and our song. You have become our salvation. You are God and you are dwelling place. We exalt you. Lord, you're a man of war and Jesus is your name. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts were cast into the sea and his chosen captains drowned. The waters have covered them. They sank like the bottom as a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power and it's broken the enemy in pieces in the greatness of your power. You've overthrown them that rise up against you. You sent forth your wrath, which confused them as stubble with a blast of your nostrils. The waters were gathered together. They stood upright as a heap. The enemy said, I will pursue, I'll overtake, I'll divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I'll draw my sword. My hand will destroy them. You did blow with the uh, with your wind and the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto you, O Lord, among gods? Who is like unto you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises and doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed up the enemy. You and your mercy have led forth the people you redeemed. You have guided us in your strength into a holy habitation. Your people will hear and other people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold on the wicked. The rulers of wicked shall be amazed. They shall tremble and melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them by the greatness of your arm. They shall be as still as a stone till your people pass over. O Lord, till your people pass over which you have purchased. They, you shall bring us into the mountain of our inheritance, in the place where you have made for us to dwell in, in the sanctuary which your hand has established. Lord, you shall reign forever and ever and ever. And we thank you that our seed are the seed of the righteous. They are delivered. They will not beg bread. They hate sin and the devil. They have your covenant established in our lives. They inherit all you have in God and increase in your glory. 
They will increase exceedingly, and the kingdom of God there shall be no end. They possess the gates of those that hate them. They choose life so that they may live. They'll fear and glorify you, Lord. They'll be blessed and fruitful, increase abundantly, be multiplied, and wax exceeding mighty. They shall inherit the earth and be established forever, be mighty upon the earth, and shall be delivered, no hand join in hand. They will have the Holy Spirit poured out on them. They shall have the word of God continually in their mouths. And we declare that the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former house. They will be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. They will be trained in the ways of the Lord. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. They are the heritage of the Lord and they will be filled with wisdom and and knowledge and have favor with God and with man. They will honor father and mother that their days will be long on the earth and it will be well with them in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen again. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you that it is so. We thank you, Lord, that Pharaoh has already drowned. He is powerless. And Father, I thank you that that you are waiting until your enemies be made your footstool. So we thank you, Lord, that his power has been stripped from him one more day. That one more day he has less power than he had before by the power of your mighty word. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us your word to declare in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen and amen and amen again. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we do our declaration before we mosey on out? Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I think I'll pray for one person first before we do our declarations. That sound good? Yeah. (laughs) Praise God. Anybody else need prayer since I'm praying for one? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Be right back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise God.
praise God. Well, we do our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. And she can't get me. Father, I don't have, and you name whatever else. It don't have me. Thank you, Jesus. By your stripes, we are healed. Don't want to forget my book on the watchman. It's what? 12, 14, 1499. You pay the shipping. It's our special this month. Seven weeks to health and healing is a free devotional. Amen. I got everything in. Praise God. Amen.